Hey guys, so yesterday we got through the first uh, five amendments and we went through the first five amendments. Um, and I know, you know, just sitting here talking about them, you listening is not the greatest thing to do in the world. But um, for the times we're in right now, I think uh, just you kind of grinding through them uh, and listening will, uh, you know, hopefully be sufficient. Um, and, you know, we had a couple of good questions and some good discussions about some of the stuff that's in there. Uh, so uh, hopefully, you know, this will stick with you. Remember, I think this is important. It's super important to you because these are just sober liberties and you know, stuff's going on around us right now that this stuff affects. And we talked about the, the right to assemble and how you see all these protests around the, the country uh, and how, you know, people have the right to to assemble, but it's got to be peaceful. You know, that's the, the key word in there. And um, so there's that. Um, you know, we talked about uh, the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms and how that's you know, always an issue uh, in politics. Um, the Third Amendment doesn't really apply to us too much because we don't have to worry about courting troops. Uh, the Fourth Amendment, um, you know, some really good discussion there uh, about the, the unlawful search and seizures. And, and hopefully, like I said, you're never faced with that situation. But uh, like I told you, the, the story of the, the guy I knew from high school that I played baseball with who was, you know, who murdered his wife, you just never know what's going to happen with life and, and when you're going to find yourself in a situation where it might be good to know uh, some of these things. So, um, you know, just uh, just keep in mind, uh, now I'm not a, a legal expert or, or I didn't take law classes in law school, but I, you know, have read and I've listened to a lot of stuff about these amendments. And so, um, you just, to the best of my knowledge, this is, this is the stuff. So uh, anyway, so we made it through the fifth amendment where we, we talked about the, you know, the, kind of the rights you have uh, after you've been arrested. So not when you're being detained. The, the fourth was the, the search and seizure stuff. So you've been stopped and they're going to search you or, or you're suspect in something and they, they want to find uh, the murder weapon or, or whatever it might be. And then we get into the Fifth Amendment and this is where you've been arrested. All right. And they're going to, to go through that process of, you know, here's the evidence and uh, all those things that, that happen to you once you've been uh, arrested and booked and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's where the due process comes in. Uh, in the fact that, you know, you, <coughs> excuse me, um, you have rights, even if you are, have been arrested and you're sitting in prison, you have rights. You're just because you're in uh, a jail cell doesn't mean your rights go out the window and people can just do whatever they want. All righty. Um, you're going to have the right to see a judge. You're going to have the right to, to have bail set. You're going to have a right to a lawyer and those sorts of things. All right. So the due process part, just keep that in mind all the way through the process. All right. Uh, of being arrested you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then you know, once you're in jail and you're having your trial and, and then even after the trial, um, if you go to jail or if you get uh, get off uh, and, and are found not guilty, there's double jeopardy that kicks in. You, you can't be tried for that that same crime twice. So yeah, the Fifth Amendment's uh, kind of a big one. Now, something I did forget to mention was uh, something probably everybody's familiar with is the, the Miranda rights. All right. Uh, and that stuff comes from the, the Fifth and the Sixth Amendment. Miranda was uh, accused of, of uh, rape out in Arizona. He got picked up. He was interrogated by the police and he admitted to the crime after. Now, it wasn't like he just came out, you know, was very forthcoming with it. It took a while uh, and some interrogation to, to get that out. But he eventually got it. And he was found guilty based on that confession. Well, while in jail, he was alerted to the fact that you didn't have to talk to the police. You could have just been quiet. All right. And so um, he appealed uh, his, his, his conviction that eventually got to the Supreme Court. And they, they agreed uh, with him that, yeah, you should have been made aware that 
you don't have to talk to the police. And so, you know, that's your that's those Miranda warnings you hear uh, on TV when someone's getting arrested. Hey, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you can you say can and will be used against you and all and not, that long list of things they do. So they read to you. Uh, and that goes back to what I was saying yesterday uh, in the live session. Hey, don't don't you don't have to talk. All right. Your best bet is if you are arrested, if you're accused of some kind of crime, ask for a lawyer and then be quiet. You don't have to. To talk, and that's that self-incrimination piece of the Fifth Amendment. It's something I should have mentioned yesterday uh, that I forgot. So, uh, anyways, so that's the Fifth Amendment. Okay, now moving on to the Sixth Amendment, it's similar, and it kind of goes hand in hand with the um, with the Fifth Amendment. The Sixth Amendment uh, deals with with sort of you've been arrested. Okay, or the Fifth Amendment deals with you, you've been arrested, and this is all the stuff you're going to get. And then, all right, you've been arrested, and you've been charged. Here's your your trial. This is the stuff that has to happen. All right. And so you're going to be guaranteed a speedy and public trial. So you're not going to be arrested and then put in jail for five years. And then, OK, it's time for you to see a judge and he'll decide your, you know, if you need to say whatever. You're going to see a judge within 24 to 48 hours. All right. Uh, being arrested and they're going to make some decisions for you. Uh, yes, this person can bond out. Yes, this person um, needs to go back and sit in jail until a court date. Uh, all those sorts of things. All right. But uh, you're going to you're not going to sit in rotten prison without you know a trial uh, for, for for several years. It's just not going to help how, how we wanted it to work at the county fathers did. The public trial part, you know, you're not going to have some trial in some judge's basement where it's just you, the judge and the prosecutor. And then they make a decision and you go away and I've never seen her again. All right. We didn't like the fact that the British would try us in England for our trial, you know, uh, for our, our, the stuff that we had done uh, here in America. And so we wanted the, the trials to be public to where everybody could see uh, the proceedings and things like that. All right. You have a right to a jury of your peers. Uh, that means that uh, you're going to have six to 12 people who will sit and listen to the evidence. They'll, now, the process for juries is they are supposed to have no knowledge of your crime. They're not supposed to know you. They're not supposed to, to know anything that's going on. And so this is why sometimes high profile cases, uh, they have to be moved from where it happened to other places uh, because it's so hard to find a jury of people who have not heard about them. Uh, there's a podcast that I would listen to called uh, Up and Vanished, I think it was. And the very first season was about a, a cold case down in central Georgia where a female teacher had disappeared. And uh, the, the podcaster was had basically went looking for clues and, and things like that. And at the end of the, the season, uh, they had people in custody for this. And so, you know, that, that they kind of stopped <coughs> without going through the whole trial process because the trial process is long and drawn out. But uh, they were you know, the, the defense was making a move to we need to to move this trial to a different location because of the podcast, because of the, the media attention that the thing is getting. There's no way for us to find you know a, a jury pool in this little town because it was a little town, like I think maybe Cordial, not Cordial, I can't remember where it was, but anyways, some small town in central Georgia, you know, there's no way for us to find an unbiased jury pool. So they wanted to move it to, to somewhere else. And I think they might have ended up moving it to like Brunswick or somewhere like that. But uh, so there's that. Uh, and then they're going to sit, they're going to listen to everything, right? They're going to sit there and listen to the, the, the defense. They're going to listen to the prosecution uh, and everything. That, and then they're going to make a decision and they're going to find you guilty or not guilty. 
and they they could they make recommendations for sentences. Uh, if if I remember correctly, the, at the end of the day, the judge will make the final decision um, on your what you call it um, <clears throat> uh, your your sentence. Okay, uh, you're going to get to be informed of your charges now. A lot of times, if you if you watch viral videos, uh, one of the things that people tend to get it, it, to me, anyways, is you know they get set off when, when the cops won't tell them what I'm being arrested for. Uh, so they are supposed to inform you, but keep in mind they don't have to inform you right away. Okay, they can just say hey, you're going to be detained, you're going to be arrested, and they might tell you once you're being booked. All right, um, don't let that set you off. All right, that is not the time to fight. Um, you're going to get your chance to fight you know, in, in the courtroom and all that kind of stuff. So uh, just keep that in mind. But you are going to be eventually at some point in the process informed of your charges. And speaking of that, you know, the, the Miranda warnings, TV makes it look like, well, if they don't read the Miranda warnings to me while I'm getting my, my cuffs put on. Then I get off. It's a you know, go on free uh, card. But that's not the case. All right? They can read you. They can tell you your Miranda rights at any point during the arrest from the time they put the cuffs on to the booking, uh, you know, and, and if, Depending on what you're accused of, they might not even have to read you the rights. Uh, so just keep that in mind. It's not a get out of jail free card. Uh, you'll have the right to confront witnesses. Now that doesn't mean you get to you know, get up there and yell and scream at people and berate them and say, oh, you know, why are you testifying against me?" Blah blah blah. Um, you just will get to know who's who's the witnesses uh, against you, and that way your defense can try and form a uh, a. Uh, a defense, obviously, okay, and what kind of questions they want to ask and things like that uh, instead of going in blind uh, on those things. Now, uh, sometimes in the cases of like child abuse and things like that, they might let the, the child, instead of having to face the person they're accusing, they might let them record a, a statement and things like that. But for the most part, you're going to get to know who the witnesses are, all right? And then you have a right to a lawyer. Uh, and this goes back to me saying, hey, just ask for a lawyer. You're going to get one. Um, there's a court case now in Florida, Gideon versus Wainwright where before at this time they, they only gave lawyers to, to people who had committed a felony. So if you create uh, done a misdemeanor because it was a lesser crime, uh, you would not get a lawyer. And so um, this guy, Gideon, was accused of breaking into a pool hall or uh, something like, I don't know, I can't remember what it was, like a bar type place. Um, and uh, he asked for a lawyer, but they didn't give him one because it was just a misdemeanor. Well, went to trial, he was found guilty and, and uh, got some jail time. So in jail, he's going to appeal saying, hey, I should have got a lawyer. All right. Uh, and so it'll make it to the Supreme Court and they agree. And so now, no matter what you've done, if you take a uh, you know, French fry from your friend's plate and they press charges, uh, you know, you're going to get a lawyer if you want. So that's why I said with the, the whole Fifth Amendment thing, if you are detained, ask for a lawyer and then shut up because they're going to give you one. Okay. All right, the Seventh Amendment uh, deals with civil suits. So criminal side is where you've done something wrong and the government is trying to prosecute you and going to punish you. Uh, civil suits, those are where it's person to person. So, you know, maybe we're neighbors and my uh, there's a storm and a tree from my yard falls into your yard and it falls in your garage and, and ruins your garage and your car and you want me to pay for it. I'm like, no, nah, not my fault. So maybe you have to sue me. OK. Uh, and uh, the heart of this is the fact that you get a right to a jury trial. All right. Um, so, yeah, I actually have some personal experience with this. Uh, my dad's estate. My dad died in 2012 and he his his estate. So me and my sister basically uh, were sued because uh, some uh, friend of his came out of the woodworks kind of and uh, said, hey, your dad had agreed to pay me one hundred and. $50,000 for a land deal that we 
that I helped him with. And he, I suppose he had this promissory note, which is just a, a note uh, that was supposedly signed by my dad. And so me and my sister both looked at it and we we're like, eh, that's that's not our dad's signature. And so we we said, no, we're not going to pay you. And so he had to sue us. So we had to go to trial uh, over that. And um, if you'll remind me, I'll tell you uh, in a Zoom session, or when we get live, I'll tell you the story of, of that little trial. Uh, it took forever to get done. Uh, and it was a lot of, a lot of, felt like a lot of drama. We did eventually win. Me and my sister did the estate. So uh, remind me in class and I'll, I'll tell you. I don't really want to tell it uh, on here. Okay. Uh, all right. The Eighth Amendment is one you're probably familiar with. It deals with cruel and unusual punishment and excessive bail. So basically, uh, you're not going to go into Quick Trip and walk out of there with a big queue without paying and the QT attendant run you down and call the cops and you get sent to jail. And the judge says, you know what? You stole this big queue. Uh, your bail is going to be set at you know, $1.5 million. We're going to make sure you can't get out and do this crime again. Uh, that's that. They're not going to do that. All right. This, the, the bail is going to fit the crime. So, you know, you'd probably uh, have a, if, if you even got arrested for that, you'd have a couple of, uh, you know, a little bit of, of bail to pay. And basically what bail is, is someone puts up money and that money is supposed to guarantee that you come back to trial and you, you handle your, the problems that you created by your arrest, basically. All right. There are people who skip bail. So you get bonded out and then you run. This is where TV shows like Dog the Bounty Hunter comes in. You know, he's out there looking for people who have skipped bail. And so the bail bondsman that, that put up the bail, the, the money will, will pay Dog the Bounty Hunter. I haven't watched that show in forever, so I don't really know if he's still on or if you know who I'm talking about. Uh, but they'll pay him to go track these people down so they can get their money back. And basically when they go, when they show up to trial, they get some of their money. Uh, but the big one that comes from this is the, the, the death penalty, you know, cruel, unusual punishment. Uh, and that, that's always up for debate. Uh, is the death penalty too much? You know, is it uh, cruel and unusual? And uh, it's varies from state to state. Some states have it. Some states don't. Georgia does have it. Uh, most of the deep south has the death penalty. Um, you know, there's states up north and in the, the northwest, the, uh, the Pacific Northwest that don't have it. But uh, it, it just varies from random from state to state. And once again, it's up to the state to decide. Uh, whether they want to want to have it or not. So uh, once again, Georgia does have the death penalty. All right. The last two amendments we're going to talk about is the Ninth and Tenth Amendment. So the Ninth Amendment, this deals with citizens. And basically, uh, if you can understand it this way, the Ninth Amendment allows us to do things, even if they're not spelled out in the Constitution. All right. So, for example, the Constitution does not mention anything about us as U.S. citizens traveling either outside the country or even within the country really it doesn't say hey we can move from state to state but we can all right so as long as the constitution doesn't specifically deny things to us as citizens then you know we can typically be allowed to, to kind of use our own discretion and, and do some of the some of the things that are out there all right uh, and this is tied somewhat to the fourth amendment with the right to privacy is what uh, has was kind of used uh, along with the fourth amendment to, to win that decision in roe versus wade the abortion case. Then finally, the 10th Amendment is similar to the 9th Amendment, but it's for states. So the states, same deal, as long as it's not specifically denied to them in the Constitution, all right, states are allowed to, to have uh, some control over the decisions. And you know, we see this, and remember, this was this was part of kind of the, the deal for um, <laughs> states, because remember, they're giving up all their power 
by signing off on this constitution. The states were signing off on the constitution. They are the ones agreeing, okay, we're going to give up all the power we have under the articles and we're going to create this new government where the federal government has all the power and we have very little. And so uh, this was something that was kind of used to say, okay, states, you're going to have some powers. You're going to get to make some of your own decisions. So as long as the constitution doesn't specifically say, hey, you can't do it. So for example, printing money, states can't do that. All right. It specifically says in the constitution, the only people that can do that is the federal government, Congress specifically. Uh, so the states can't do that. But as long as it, it doesn't say it, uh, if it's not specifically denied to them, then the states do have some say so. And we see this with the, the reaction to COVID uh, from state to state and what people, different states have done. They get to make their own decisions. All right. <clears throat> All right, guys. So those are the 10 amendments. Um, in our synchronous session on Thursday, we will take a look at federalism and we'll go through some of the powers that they have um, in, in, um, in that. And that'll be us for the week. Uh, don't forget, you have vocab coming up due this weekend, so be sure you're getting that done. You can find it on eClass or on Google Classroom, and you can um, submit it to either place, and I'll get it in. Uh, like I said, the grade books are finally kind of set, so I'll start putting some grades in from some of the stuff we've done, uh, so you can start seeing some progress there. And your Twitter project, be sure you're getting that worked on and done. If you have not sent me the, the 10 thing or the 8 things that you want to do so I can send you the 2 back, please do so. Uh, by the end of this week so you have plenty of time to get stuff done uh, it's not meant to be a super hard project but uh you know it is gonna be a little bit time consuming so you do want to get to work on it so send me the eight that you want to do so i can send you back the, the two other two to make the 10 that you need to do all right guys i uh, hope y'all are well and i hope digital learning is not going too bad for you uh, and i will see you on thursday live in class all right guys